Welcome to a monumental day in the life of Shaped by the Word, Season 3, The Story of the Prophets. This is Day 100. Uh, so we've been reading together at, you know, for 100 days, and uh, it's been a fun year as we do the Story of the Prophets. Uh, this is the last, you know, kind of uh, third or fourth of your Old Testament, and it's a uh, You've read through some you know, things, you know, like Leviticus and all of the uh, you know, genealogies and chronicles. So you've done some hard reading before you get here, and sometimes you may have, uh, be a little worn out by the time you get here, but there's so much of the gospel you know, is, is born and brought out you know, through God's uh, proclamation of hope to his people during judgment. And so as we read through Isaiah, you're going to see those themes. You're going to see the, the theme of judgment, God's righteous response to sin and indifference. You're going to see hope, God's redemptive mercy in having compassion on his people in spite of their indifference and in spite of you know, their sin. And, and in that, you're going to see the need that we have uh, you know, for a Savior. And, and so all of those things are going to come out you know, this week as we read through you know, through the book of uh, through the book of Isaiah, uh, when we did you know the last part of forty four and forty five, we saw the grandeur of God as we uh, uh, begin in verse you know, in chapter forty six. We're going to kind of see just the foolishness of the things that the nations worship and, and the idols that they have made. And, and of course, we always stress that you know it's not just you know um, their idols which look ridiculous, you know, to us. Uh, there'll be generations from now, people looking at the things we valued, and, and they'll look ridiculous to them as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Calvin has once said that our, our hearts are, above all things, idle factories. Mm-hmm. And we find things mm-hmm. to give meaning and identity to us other than God, mm-hmm. and we give them our affections, and every time we are the loser for that. So mm-hmm. we uh, continue in reading through Isaiah as we follow that theme of idolatry. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we read, David, do you mind lifting us up in a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we do confess that our hearts um, go after so many things that are not you and do not satisfy and do not fulfill. And so may we uh, now in this moment turn our hearts to you, asking that you would satisfy us, that you would fulfill us, and that we would be renewed and restored in Christ Jesus, that the gospel would we press deeply into our hearts, and we ask even for the faith to believe in the good news of Christ, and that you would do that deep work in us as we turn to your word. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 46. <clears throat> Bell, dows, uh, Bell bows down. Nebo stoops low. Their idols are borne by beasts of burden. The images that are carried about are burdensome, a burden for the weary. They stoop and bow down together, unable to rescue the burden. They themselves go off into captivity. Listen to me, you descendants of Jacob, all the remnant of the people of Israel, you whom I have upheld since your birth and have cured you since you were born, even to your old age and gray hairs. I am he. I am he who sustains you. I made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. With whom will you compare me or count me equal? To whom? Uh, will you liken me that we may be compared? Some pour out gold from their bags and weigh out silver on the scales. They hire a goldsmith to make it into a god, and they bow down and they worship it. They lift it up on their shoulders and carry it. They set it up in, a, in its place, and there it stands from that spot. It cannot move. Even though someone cries out to it, it cannot answer. It cannot save them from their troubles. Remember this. Keep it in mind. Take it to heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. 
I've made known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I said my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. From the east I summon a bird of prey from a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted, you who are now far from my righteousness. I am bringing my righteousness near. It is not far away, and my salvation will not be delayed. I will grant salvation to Zion, my splendor to Israel. And that last phrase, uh, really nice. Uh, not only am I going to save you and rescue you, uh, you poor pathetic people, <laughs> I'm going to give you my splendor, you know, my glory. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is a glory that he shares with no one, and, and that's when we attempt to take it for ourselves. But he, um, but he is, through his grace and through his spirit, and through the gifts that he has given us, bestowing on us something that's not natural to us, and that is you know, the splendor that comes only from, on the, from the Lord. Mm-hmm. We talked about this briefly yesterday, but just that the reality of, I mean, here is the, the sovereign God, and, and there is no idol like him, and his, you know, you, who do we compare him to? And, and yet he says in verse 3 um, to the people that he upholds them. He's upheld them since mm-hmm. their birth. He carries them since they were born, and he will you know, sustain them until they're old, you know, and you have gray hair. And, and you just have to love. He's, I made you, and I will carry you. I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the entirety of our life is sustained by, you know, the, the, the grace of God in his hand. And, and just being reminded that, you know, here we're reading this, and we're talking, talking about idols and those sort of things. And then yet in, in the gospel, we get this better promise that God is indeed with us. Um, you know, not just something that we carry along, but now dwells in us and empowers us and, uh, and sustains us. And a wonderful, uh, there's a wonderful word picture here is uh, you have to carry your gods around on your shoulder and you put them in the place. They can't rescue, they can't respond to you. Mm-hmm. I, however, is your God, am carrying you. Mm-hmm. And uh, in other words, your, your gods and your idols are a burden to you. E- even though you have been a burden to me, I am the one who lifts you. Your burden, mm-hmm. and, and of course, that's what Jesus said. When it you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and, and that's the reason we're weary and heavy laden because we're tugging our Can idols our with us everywhere we go. Come to me, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And, and what a what a beautiful picture you, you see. And you see a lot of you know a lot of language you know that you're hearing again in the New Testament. We're you know, in Isaiah this week. He declares, you know, before me every knee will be those kinds of things uh, that in the New Testament uh, the apostles are applying to Jesus. In other words, all of these things are fulfilled in Jesus, who is the true Emmanuel, you know, mm-hmm. back from, you know, chapter 7, uh, the God, the sign that God really is with us. It was a phrase said a, lot, you know, a couple years ago, it was a real big thing, like you got to, people are always saying, you know, within the church and especially gospel-centered kind of movement, you know, you need the gospel yourself, you know, you got to remember the gospel and mm-hmm. keep it ever before you and bring it in your situations. And it's just funny how you're, you're reading here, Isaiah 46 and you know, they kind of, he, he tells like, yeah, you need the gospel yourself. You know, he says mm-hmm. that kind of in verses eight and nine, you know, remember this, keep it in mind, take it to heart. You rebels, you know, remember the former things and those of long ago, I am God. There is no other. I am God. There's no one like me. You know, I've made the end from the beginning and he, and he goes on, but it's still true today, right? Like we need to mm-hmm. remember and keep it in mind and take it to heart that we're rebels, but here's this God and we put burdens on our backs, 
but yeah, as you're saying, Paul, he's mm-hmm. the one that comes to lift them. And, and that's good news that I know I need to be reminded of and need to remember and put in front of me time and time again, each and every day. I don't. And so that's why it's really good to turn to the word here to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I have a good friend who described, you know, our, our time in the word is just recalibration. Uh, we, mm-hmm. you know, and I was talking to you know, a group of young church planners and we were talking about, you know, even if, if somebody is deeply dedicated, you know, to the cause of the church, you know, you, you, you have them maybe, you know, let's say you have them for five or six hours a week, which is an incredible investment of their time and their energy to hear the word, to sit under the word, to serve, you know, in a lot of the word, you know, that that's just, you know, six hours out of 163 hours. And there's so many things in the culture around us, you know, that we absorb and shapes us more than we know. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that needs to be chiseled away. And the one thing that softens that, you know, is, 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 in a time in the Word, you know, through the mm-hmm. Spirit, as our hearts are reshaped to value the things that God values. And, and you're right, we, we we do need to hear it over and over again. It's never a once and out. It, no. It's because our hearts want to go another way. Mm-hmm. Our culture wants to go another way. And, and most of the time, we want to go another mm-hmm. way. Well, I love, um, obviously, we're hearing all these attributes of God. But then I love in 12 and 13, who He's speaking to. And it's He is speaking to a stubborn-hearted um, heart, and he's also speaking to those who are far from his righteousness. But I love it because it's not like, well, when you finally get your act together, I'm going to deliver you because it's his salvation that he's bringing. He's bringing his righteousness near. He is bringing his salvation that won't be delayed. And so, I, I mean, I identify with this. I mean, I have a stubborn heart. I'm far from righteousness, but yet it is his deliverance. It is his salvation and his work. I love that. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. And, and, and of course, when he says, my salvation will not be delayed, mm-hmm. it, it, it would be 70 years before they see the images of that salvation, mm-hmm. the return from exile, you know, to be born out. He's speaking before they've even gone into exile, more than likely. He's preparing them for something they don't even see on the horizon. Uh, and he's, you know, talking about nations and gods and, you know, things like that that they, you know, that they, you know, that they might ad- admire, you know, in the, in the process uh, of that. Uh, to us, you know, his, his salvation is always, you know, always has a sense of it's not coming quick enough or fast mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the best timing is, is, is God's, you know, is, is God's right. timing. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly for us, you know, it has come. There's still much ahead of us, mm-hmm. uh, but to us it, it has come. We, we've we've seen the return from exile, not only of the nation of Israel brought about by Cyrus, but we've seen the return from exile to scattered peoples, you know, brought about, you know, by Christ Jesus, and we'll see the final return, you know, in the new heavens and the new earth when God gathers His people for, you know, for the last time. And that's why we press on to keep our faith in Him, who knows the beginning from the end and even when it doesn't make sense to us or our timing we that's where faith in our good loving savior mm-hmm. uh, is needed and, and and what a a good reminder of that as well that we can trust him as we talked about even yesterday you mm-hmm. know because he is working all things out yeah and 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 we also need to you know live our lives now in light of uh, not what we want to accomplish but what god 
is telling us he wants to accomplish and he is accomplishing, mm-hmm. you know, through history. So it, it's a call for us, you know, not to live, you know, temporary disengaged lives while we on, on one side pursue the American dream and then come, you know, and have a little time of worship and have our hearts warmed and inspired mm-hmm. and, and move back out. But we pursue what God is doing and live as missional people who are being formed by Christ, uh, you know, for, for the sake of others that you know, see him and know him. So good. Matt, you mind closing us with the word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we, we pray just that, that you would continue to sustain us. Um, Father, that we would continue to walk in you and, and your grace and, and be um, be a people who are formed by the gospel for your glory and the, the joy, um, for our joy and the joy of those around us. Father, would you continue to use us? Um, Father, help us to be uh, the church you've called us to be in this area. Um, Father, we... We admit that there's, and confess that there's too many idols we still cling to. So would you remove those? Uh, Father, would we turn to you mm-hmm. and uh, and be carried by you? Father, thank you for the grace we have. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.